Welcome to the Somatic Gospel Podcast. In this show, we explore the powerful intersection of faith and personal growth. Our focus is on helping listeners achieve greater awareness, healing, and transformation through the blending of somatic experiencing, polyvagal theory, psychology, neurology, nervous system healing, and emotional intelligence in relation to the gospel. We believe that by bringing these diverse approaches together, we can offer a unique and powerful way to support the global body of Christ in its journey towards greater health and wholeness. Join us as we delve into the deepest questions of faith and explore the many ways in which we can all grow and evolve as individuals and as a community. So let's get started. Alrighty, this is Anthony Quinones, uh, host with my brother, Nate Dickerson. This is the Somatic Gospel Podcast. We are all about the gospel, all about how the gospel transforms us in every area of our life. We're about transformation, being aware, being present, and utilizing um, frameworks, embodiment tools to see the relationships in our life flourish and reflect the abundance, the glory, and the beautiful light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in all of its goodness. And so, uh, a lot of our conversations are going to center around how do we embody the actual way of being of Jesus? Yes, we obey commandments, but what about inwardly? Do we have the emotions of Jesus? Do we have the mind of Jesus? Do we think like Jesus? So this is what we're about. And uh, we know that we're going to bring you value in this conversation and it's going to be amazing. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I wanted to kick off today talking about dreams, talking about our dreams and our visions as people, especially as uh, sons of God. This last weekend, we had Fabiano Altamura come from Bethel Conservatory of the Arts and it was it rocked me man rocked me I, I felt i experienced validation around so many um so many issues dare i say in the church that have shut down the arts which is my passion like i love transformation but i also love the performing arts and i love um the the uh, like painting and my, my wife's a painter and, and, uh, she does flow art as well. And so we have a huge passion for the arts, um, and are, and are working on an arts collective right now. And so him coming and bringing this, this breath of fresh air, essentially around dreams and vision was so powerful. And he said a few things that were incredible. He said, our vision gives our dream and our vision, keeping that thing in front of us, which we talk about in, in, in some of the training contexts, we'll use like a Z or a Y. Maybe it's if you're in business, you've probably heard like, hey, you got to have a Y in front of you. Like, Why are you doing this business? But whatever that thing is in front of us, that dream, that purpose, that, that, or that, that dream or that vision gives purpose to the pain. And we talked a lot about 
leaning into the pain and how pain is actually an opportunity to grow. And we talk about that a little bit here, like the things that we experience of sadness or, or uh, anger, now those become gateway emotions into maturity to, to mature those into um, a, a mature form of emotion. And so it was powerful, man. It was so powerful and breathed so much life into my dreams. Like I, I didn't realize how much of my, my dreams, even as a little boy around the performing arts, I shut down because of fear, whether that was like wanting to act and wanting to do voiceovers and wanting to do other things. I never explored it because I was too afraid of what people thought. And so having these guys come and, 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 uh, breathe life the way they did through through what they're doing with having a conservatory for the arts and the testimonies they shared around it was so powerful and i'm coming off this weekend with this high of like yes like my dreams are possible like i'm dreaming even bigger and for those of you who actually know me like my dreams are crazily out there but but now i'm like oh my gosh these things are are possible and i have more passion and more vigor around co-laboring with the Lord for, for these dreams than I think I ever have. Mm. And um, dreaming bigger than I ever have around my music, around the arts, around even this, around our trainings. Um, and I think it, it's, it was such a divine setup, even with our last conversation, because our last conversation was about the thoughts of God. Like his, the, the precious thoughts of God towards us and how that just flowed right into my weekend of all of the dreams that God's put in my heart and how so good. We, we just say, we just say some stupid things in Christianity, man. We really do around our dreams and around our, like the things that God puts in us. Like if he's a good father and he wants good things for us, then like, why do we, why do we act like he doesn't want our dreams to be fulfilled? Mm. You know what I mean? We, we, we act as if like he's, and we live from this underlying assumption that like, we have to lay down our dream and don't get me wrong. There's a sense of surrender, but I think what the distinction we bring is that even around this, it, topic of dreams is that it's not about surrendering the dream it's just about surrender really it's about being in such a way where i'm i'm at trust and i'm at surrender but what happens in church language is we we dive into oh you need to surrender your dream to god because for whatever reason being a pastor is way more holy than being an artist and it's just it's stupid bro it's absolute stupid. Jesus was a carpenter. He was a craftsman. And uh, dude, I can't even imagine the tables that he made. They were probably elegant, incredible, top quality tables and chairs and carts and every, all the other things he made. And um, the spirit of God was given for creativity in Exodus. Mm-hmm. And it, to, to Bezalel, which his name means... Uh, under the shadow of protection, I believe is what it means. 
And then there's, there's actually, it's really cool. I'm going to dive into some of what Fabiana talked about. So I'm not, this isn't all original. I have known about Bezalel before this weekend, but I'll dive into this a little bit. In the garden, there's a man who's given permission to create and to tend. And then he's given a helpmate. And after God brings the Israelites out of Egypt and into the wilderness, God does the same thing with Bezalel. He gives him a helpmate. I can't remember his name. It starts with an A. Um, but he gives him a, a helpmate and then he gives him a tribe, a community to create with. And the spirit is the only person really in the old Testament where a man was filled with the spirit. And it's, it's the only place, uh, the prophets weren't filled with the spirit. The Kings weren't filled with the spirit. Uh, none of them, the warriors weren't filled with the spirit, just the man who is, who God breathed in him to be filled for creativity. And uh, the purpose was for the presence of God. Mm. Bezalel's purpose was to create the tabernacle and all of its elements so that the presence of God would rest there. And our creativity is actually what the presence of God rides on, bro. And that's what they were talking about is how, how our, our creativity is, can literally bring transformation to people because of the, the, the weight of his glory that will rest on our creativity. And we see that in, we see some of this in the wonder and the beauty and the awe of cathedrals of, right. um, the, the arts of the, the Renaissance era and the heights of, I would say like the church era, European Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. European Christian. I mean, man, the beauty of these places is incredible. And we have a four wall building with it's like a one and concrete yeah. floors, you know, it's, it's, it's like no creativity. None. And it's and it, but it, but it does speak into like the puritanical, um residuals right culturally where yeah. there was such a roman resistance that it was tear down everything and just just have a wall because yeah. everything's idolatry and what it was was a fear-based reactive um action against rome which is why like if you go to Eastern Orthodoxy or Roman Catholic, whether it's the Western or Eastern Rite, which even both of those Eastern Orthodoxy and Roman Catholicism have both Eastern and Western Rites, there is this emphasis on the beauty. Um, you look at the tabernacle and the specific instructions that God gave the people on how to craft the tabernacle and the images that went into it, right? Like everything yeah. was symbolic. And, and to your point where, you know, the spirit, the breath, Ruach, um, mm -hmm. Pneuma, this is where we get our English word pneumatic, having to deal with the lungs. If someone has pneumonia, their lungs are sick, right? Um, the word mm -hmm. inspiration comes from inspirare in Latin, right? And mm -hmm. it is inhaling, breathing. So you look, if you're creating, right, you're not um, 
not inspired. You're inspired because there's something that is um, buzzing within you that wants to bring forth into reality, something that's not there yet. And, and I really believe that creativity is one of the ways in which God communicable long four letter, uh, you know, you know, $5 word there, uh, communicable attributes are transferred to the human being. Right. Um, yeah. And even the unbeliever who doesn't know Jesus um, in a salvific sense can still in some way bear the image of God in that way through creativity, which is inspiration. You see the breath is, you know, in Job, he says, the breath in man, it's your spirit, God. <laughs> your spirit is the breath in man, right? And yeah. so there's something about, like, respiration, which is, you know, our whole, like, respiratory system is to be re-inspired, re-spirited, because the breath is connected to the spirit that animates this little meat puppet, okay? So yeah. respiration right? Like there's the, the, the connection to the breath, right? There's something to it. When Jesus blows the Holy Spirit on them, right? The Holy Spirit comes in like a rushing mighty wind. There's something to it where the spirit of the living God inspires creativity, inspires beauty, inspires goodness and truth. So to your point, the dreams that we have, now look, here's where a dream or a vision can become a little dicey, okay? A dream or a vision can become a little dicey um, when we have a problem with us not having a dream, but a dream having us, if, right? And it's the same thing yeah. with money. It's the same thing with money. Either I have money or money has me, right? So God, everything God made is good. And then when he made man, he says, that's very good. So we we have to like change our perspective on um, our anthropology. It can't be puritanical. It has to be Eastern. It has to be Hebraic, where our anthropology is that we are intrinsically made in the image and likeness of God. Yes, sin is real. Sin is present. Sin uh, mars and tars the image and likeness of God within the human especially if they're a slave to it and they hand themselves over to it. However, that doesn't ultimately destroy the ultimate truth about the human being. So a dream, a vision, a inspiration to create something and to bring forth something from within your heart that's beautiful and good and true is literally, you're literally embodying something of God when you do that. Yeah. Right. Like, and the goal is to make sure that we're not letting that thing have us where we use it to get validation. We use it Absolutely. to, to Absolutely. give ourselves only what Christ himself can give us. However, we're all uniquely made with different likes and dislikes and taste and ways of expression. We get to we get to really sit in that and 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 honor the uniqueness of every person, even someone who doesn't know Jesus. Okay, listen, yeah. I really really love a lot of artists who don't know Jesus and make some really dope art. But guess what? 
in some way because they're inspired and bringing forth beauty and goodness into the world through their art, they do know Jesus in some hidden way because how can they communicate something that they don't have a connection to? They're obviously connected to the realm of inspiration and creativity. Now I get it. You know, depends on who you're being inspired by, right? There's different, you're either inspired by the living God or you're inspired by something else, right? You know, Um, but a lot of the people, I mean, they're inspired by, I want to bring forth beauty. I want to bring forth goodness. I want to bring forth an experience for people that connects them to something beyond their monotonous routine life. I want to connect people to the idea and the feeling of transcendence through art. And I'm telling you, man, art is, it, it preaches the gospel, especially when it, when it moves your emotions and it thrusts you into, man, there's something bigger than me. Man, well, you, the you know, immensity of beauty. Wow. I mean, it speaks to a the lot of the art one. Totally bro. <laughs> and, and I, I had an incredible opportunity to sit with a, um, director of this Franciscan monastery in Illinois when I lived there and I had a conversation with him and he talked about how art is this beautiful mystery where the thing that we actually create creates us back and that that art art is a different type of meditation because we can go into it like I would go into the cathedral because they just had it open every day like nine to five and it was incredible, bro, this Franciscan cathedral. And just awe-dropping, the art there. And they had um, a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. And they had Jesus on the cross hanging over it. And it was all like, you know, I don't, I'm sure it probably wasn't real gold, but it looked like gold. So whatever, maybe it was just gold-plated or I don't know. I don't know exactly how it was, but it was incredible. And the piece in that place was remarkable, the tangible piece in that cathedral. But then I would go in there and stare at the ark and stare at Jesus hanging over the ark in silence and would meditate on it. And I would sometimes I begin to begin to weep and just cry at the beauty of, of the Lord. And there was one piece of art that was created where it was, uh, probably a double life-size Jesus hanging on the cross. And it was, you know, showed the nails in his hands and it was this beautiful sculpture. And I would sit there and just meditate. And so these things that man creates actually begins to create us back. It begins to form us and and transform us as we sit there. And that's the the mystery of art. Like, especially when we're, when we're co-creating with the Lord, the Lord gives us a blueprint or the Lord gives us some sort of inspiration specifically like, Hey, create this, Hey, build this thing. Hey, put this thing here and do this. And, um, there's, there's such a co-laboring with God where, where then we get to partner with him to, to recreate life in somebody, (laughs) which is, Mm -hmm. this doesn't happen in a preach doesn't happen in a sermon. It can, but not to the extent that art can, you know? It can, and, it can if you're creative with it. If it if it, if it's if it's an yeah. art, if it's yes. an artwork that you're doing. I, I will say this. I'm gonna sidetrack and then let you um 
there is this preacher. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but you know, Doug Wilson. Yeah. A lot of people are angry with this guy for a lot of reasons, but whatever. I digress. My point is, is he has this wonderful sermon called The Face of Jesus Christ. Mm. One of the greatest sermons I've ever heard in my life. His mastery of the English language and his ability to articulate the beauty of Christ in this sermon and 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 um on on his like platform they have um they have the sermon with like music in the background like they they made it into like a work of art with like images and moving pictures like uh you know like stock images or whatever and they just showed like it's this suspenseful work of art that's over like supporting a sermon i mean the man articulates the beauty of jesus christ so beautifully in that sermon and it's like oh my goodness we need to go back to like man like exalt beauty in what you're saying right like make it beautiful i experienced that i experienced that actually recently with eric gilmore he came to our church you know eric yeah yeah yeah. he came in half of his messages in poetry (laughs) which was incredible (laughs) but it was all about the beauty of jesus and the the a lot of it was the otherness of of god and how he's so much unlike us yet we're like him you know and and who he who he is all right i took a quick break probably didn't notice but now we're back i got my blue light glasses to protect me from the the bad blue light of the thing and let's hop on Gil- gilmore awesome yeah so eric came and spoke and that was incredible man so i do i do believe words can be used as an art form but i think i was more referring to the way that some churches just teach this very um plain ethical like very um what's the word i'm looking for like it's sterile. It's just this very sterile, like cut and dry. Yeah. Here's what Romans says. And we're going to go through each verse and dissect each word and da, 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 da. And it's like, man, can you make it any more boring? Like the most incredible, beautiful message. And we make it the most boring cut and dry thing that we could ever come up with as a creative human being. <laughs> you know, And, and, uh, so I want to kind of jump off that train for a second, mainly to just bring it back to dreams and visions that, you know, there is a lot of dreams and visions that's about creativity, but really like, I, I think there's such power in our dreams that can pull us through that pain that can pull us through the, the, the emotional, turmoil at times that we experience um and i think that's what's beautiful about some of this work that we're doing too is helping people get aligned with god with their identity so that they can um step fully step into their dream and their calling and their purpose and and oftentimes i think i know in my life bro i've struggled with what's my purpose like why am i here Yeah. What, what am I here to bring to the earth? And 
I really believe this is why so many people commit suicide. So many people struggle with depression. So many people struggle. Yeah, it's like there's something in our, there can be chemical imbalances. There can be thoughts that are out of, out of alignment and out of whack. But a lot of, a lot of it, there's a lack of purpose. And I think some of that, I, I won't say all of it, but I think some of the origin of that is that dreams get snuffed out as just this, you know, kind of whimsical idea. And we don't live in the realm that a dream of creativity is actually an assignment. It's mm. actually purpose. It's actually yeah. something that God has put in us to be Oof. birthed on the earth. Right. And this is where the work of like finding our identity and who God says I am and what I'm here for is so powerful because that gives me a, a reference point and an anchor for creativity. Come on. You know, and it gives me a reference point to actually partner with God to build the kingdom here on earth and establish his reign. And, and when we find that purpose and, or we discover that in ourselves. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking even just for myself. Like the last couple of years has been this journey for me of seeing that this dream that's been in my heart since I was 20 is my purpose. And because I listened to, to so many other voices for so long that all oh, you need to follow the American path and have this, like, not that jobs are bad. We need jobs. We need people to work dirty jobs, but let that come from passion, dude. If you're passionate to like work in the mud and, and get your hands dirty and more power to you. But, but there's a dream that God deposits in every human that is, is, is an aspect yes. for us, you know, that points to our, our God given assignment. And the, I think the problem is, is that we're not equipped in our mind to push through the pain of what shows up in order to see that. And in our generation, bro, it's like, we want everything so quick and so easy. And rather than pushing in through the pain, pushing through the, um, and when I say pain, I mean, our experience of pain, you know, the, the, the things that show up in our limitation and our beliefs that cause pain in order that we can transform and see this thing that God's put in our path, put in our, in our heart to be birthed, see that thing come to birth. Cause I don't know. I grew up thinking that obstacles were like God's way of telling me that, yeah, this isn't really my will for you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I want to share something that, that, that just Go popped up in my head. Talking about beauty, talking about dreams, talking about obstacles. Here's 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Mm -hmm. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And then 15, the sec, literally the next verse. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Oh. <laughs> among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing there's yeah. a beauty see like i started to think through this um 
a fragrance is something beautiful. It smells good. How about you ever step in poop? Oh, yeah. It smells dog poop, like warm, <laughs> like warm, soft. <laughs> Dude, my, my dog one time, my, you know, Numa, right? when, yeah. I had her, when I had her as a puppy, bro, like as, as a puppy, I woke up one night to the stench of oh. shit. I, it was I mean, it was awful, bro. I woke up wanting to throw up and I got up, you know, I mean, it's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what's going on? Stumbling in the dark. And I get up and I stepped in her diarrhea. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, listen, yeah. I, I, I believe, and um, this is something that the Lord has convicted, excuse me, he's convicted me on the earlier this year, is that he's, he, he's told me, listen, you need to be beautiful, my man. Mm. And you need to, you need to, you need to focus on how I create beauty, goodness, truth, love, life, and light in the world. Okay. That that's what I'm about. Um, and I was a part of a community where it was all about being judgmental, being right, and consigning people to hell who didn't believe like I did. Um, or like the community did and um i i you know i took that on for a little bit i'll i'll, I'll be honest with you and it was i realized the reaction that i got from people was like if they stepped in dog poop and i wasn't living in god diffusing the knowledge of like diffusing the fragrance of christ from me um, it's a fragrance, not an odor. Right. And, and that's the, <laughs> that's the, and, right. Like you ever go to bath and body works and you're like, mm, I love this candle. It smells so good. Mm, I love this candle. Oh, let's buy this one. Right. Yeah. Or you walk into a place and you're like, Oh, what's that smell? Right. You walk into something, right. Or you walk into somebody's kitchen and there's some fresh cookies in the oven or some brownies. And as soon as it hits your nose, you're like, Mm. Because, because what it does <laughs> yeah you're triggered it's a good trigger right it's yeah. like it activates the 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 connection to something delicious and delightful yeah right and so i truly believe again you have to breathe in and inspirare right you have to breathe in in order to smell something yes. i really believe that we're going to win the world back not by puritanical you know, Bible bashing, but by exalting the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ once again with our dreams, with the visions that God has placed in us that that just, man, uh, gosh, the beauty. <laughs> That's yeah. like, there's this book by by Brian Zahn and I've always really wanted to buy this book, um, but it's, uh, it's along the same thread and it's called Beauty Will Save the World wow. by Brian Zahn. And you think about like, man, like you ever that 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 phrase, you win more flies with a spoon of honey than with a barrel of vinegar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like, look, shit attracts flies, but sweet nectar attracts hummingbirds and bees. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. And so it's like, yeah, we can shit on everyone with our with our like Christianity and be like, we're the superior ones that got it right. Or we can simply 
embody the beauty of God and blossom with the sweet nectar of his deliciousness and let the hummingbirds come in and let the, the bumblebees come in. Right. So that they can pollinate and, and, and further spread the fragrance, the nectar, the beauty, the deliciousness of Christ. I have seen this in my life. I I've tested it out. I'm like, let me be a self-righteous Puritan or let me be a loving, welcoming space right, of acceptance and understanding doesn't mean I vouch for or give a check mark off of someone's lifestyle if it's incongruent with righteousness. That's not what that means. But I'm certainly not going to be a prick about it, right? And so, like, well, how does this all tie in? Well, here's the thing, beautiful body of Christ and those who are Jesus curious or Christian curious, the dreams in your heart that promote goodness, beauty, and truth, that promote life, light, and love, and transcendence. These come from the ultimate transcendent one, the ultimately good one, the ultimately beautiful one, the ultimately true one, the ultimately living one, the ultimately light one, right? The yeah. ultimately loving one who is love. These are birthed from that source, these dreams, these visions, these pursuits within you go after them and and let them be a way in which god reincarnates in some way shape and form by manifesting beauty by manifesting goodness by manifesting truth in your pursuit and your actualization of these things that will serve humanity serve others around you and just overall just be a good addition to the world you're adding you're not being a taker you're being a giver and and in my book honestly there's there's nothing that preaches the gospel like giving because god so loved the world that he gave he's a giver he's the ultimate giver he's not a taker right whereas all the religions of the world say give me a sacrifice god says i will provide one for you i will be it i'm yeah. the giver right and so like this is my encouragement to you Give your give your all to your dreams and let them be something that brings value to the world and give it away. Give it away. Exalt then, Christ in beauty. Give it away. Come on. I want to I want to speak into that just for a moment. I know we we've got to get off here. Um I would say even give to the point. Like we have this, we have this idea, I think, even as as Christians and in our culture of like in, in, in for cultural Christianity, the idea of coming and I can give my money to the pastor and get, get something from mm-hmm. come to church and get something I can take from this thing rather than being a giver and a contributor. And I would say Jesus even models of giving to such the extent uh, to such the extent of um, laying his life down for his dream. Like God had a dream and it mm-hmm. manifests in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for this, that same kind of, of way of being around the dreams that he's put in our heart. And so yeah, I, I want to encourage all of us with that and uh, it, to lay our life down. Are you willing to lay your life down for the dream that God's put in your heart? We can dive into that maybe in, in tomorrow's episode.
Alrighty, this is cool. the conclusion of today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please give us a like, uh, give us a review, connect with us, shoot us a, a message. Um, if you have a question about anything, connect with us on Instagram as well at the Somatic Gospel. Um, we love you, bless you, and um, have a wonderful journey. Peace. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Somatic Gospel Podcast. We hope that you found the conversation valuable and that you feel inspired to continue your journey towards greater awareness, healing, and transformation. Remember, you don't have to navigate this path alone. We are here to support you every step of the way. So be sure to tune into our next episode where we're going to be exploring reconciliation with a special guest. Until then, may you be blessed in your own unique journey towards wholeness and may you continue to be a blessing to those around you. Peace out.